This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive. That doesn't sound good. Paper shredder's jammed, but I think I fixed it. Oh, well, try shredding these $50 bills then. Seems like it's working. Mm, better try another 400 bucks. Stop. Instead of using money, use regular paper. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. I read that for every glass of alcohol that you drink, you need an extra glass of water Ma, to... F- Ma, can you not see that I don't want to talk right now? Are you, are you blind? Are you, how idiotic can you be? Can you not tell that I don't want any water? Enough with the nagging and the water. Just shut up. Just shut up. I don't know what to say. Finally. Finally, you said? You little shit. Mm. You condescending, self-absorbed little shit. You're listening to Cobras and Fire, a Pantheon podcast. And with all apologies, hosted by... Elsie Fox and Baco. Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and I am joined by the totally rad Elsie Fox. How are you this morning, Elsie? Doing great. 
thanks for that adjective. Uh, and yeah, I had a, a craft beer last night called Fanny Pack, so that mm. that fits. Well, they have yeah. a, the craft beer there at the at the whole Rocky Stadium, huh? Well, that's a shock. Yeah, but but uh, it wasn't at the Rocky Stadium because the craft beer section. I was I forgot to take a picture. It says Colorado craft beer, and your selection is Coors Coors Light. <laughs> Coors Light. <laughs> because it was the last yeah. home game of the season. They have the worst. The worst record, I believe, in all of Major League Baseball. Oh, you're one of those um, fans. Let's go now. Oh, it's, it's late in the season. Oh, it's cheap. We can get uh, the kids Yeah, it's only 15 in. bucks. <laughs> Why not? It's a Saturday night. Yeah. Who gives a shit? No, the reason I went there actually is uh, that uh, little, little uh, Lady Cannon, uh, my daughter, actually, for her first Major League Baseball game, she got to sing the national anthem, anthem with 500 other kids <laughs> from, like, the uh, Denver School District out there. And I got to say, that whole, like... Uh, the high pitch part, she nailed it. I can nice. totally hear her out of the 500. So, right on. Uh, uh, that's actually really cool for her. Um, this must be like a league-wide thing. They did that here on uh, oh, last yeah? night, too. Yeah, um, uh, a friend of Amy's sister-in-law, <laughs> whatever. Someone I yeah. kind of know has kids that were there, too. <laughs> that's, uh, I don't want to try to actually nail down who I who they no, are in my cool. life. that's cool. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty good experience. Oh, good for her, and, though, man. Uh, yep. That'd be exciting. So uh, then, then after that, we went to the 300 level where we belong. Yeah. <laughs> now, are they talking about rebuilding that stadium yet? I don't know. I mean, I don't think so. It's been there since it's only been there since 93, and it looks to still be in pretty damn good shape. Yeah, but it, it, this is a kind of a sports thing then. You get, uh, right. I, I think the previous stadium for the Vikings was about 18. Now, that one was kind of a dump. Uh, and it wasn't fancy, and that one, the Rockies Field was definitely. It's a it's a very cool stadium. I'm actually not suggesting that they they re- replace it, but the way the world yeah. is now, it's like, well, you hit the 20 year old mark, and they're knock it down. It's in its 30s. Uh, you know, we were just talking about this. this is totally off on a tangent here, but I the downtown stadium looks cool, and it's got a nice little feel. Mm-hmm. But literally, as it is just a fucking train wreck getting in and out. Uh, it's just between parking, and then you got all this like headache. They they put light rail in here, and it drives right by all the major stadiums. That's and the way it you, should be. It, well, I thought so, and then I went to a preseason game and took light rail. Like and I started like five miles from the stadium. And then the first train comes by, just jam-packed. Next mm. one, next. At a certain point, it's like, well, I guess I either got to miss the first quarter or just shove my, you know, shove ourselves in here. You know what I mean? Right, right. So that ended up being, like, just a mess. But uh, they do a lot of bars that, that'll actually shuttle you there and back for, like, 15 bucks. I'm, I think that's the way to go if I go to a game again. Um, okay. But, you know, the older I get, the less I want to. <laughs> well, I understand. It's, it's it, yeah. The whole damn thing is a process, Baco. You got to... You got to pack up. You got to pay. And for us, you know, you paid $25 of parking. They have what I uh, call it the actual runway. I thought there might be a, have been an actual uh, airport there at some point because you have to walk like, yeah. you know. Just cut that part out. Yeah, anyway, we're whatever. On, I think the last that. time I went to a Twins game, it was when Jade was still a kid and we, we packed yeah. up everybody and went spent $83 on nachos and Coke. That's pretty much where it was, you yeah. know. You know, it was fifteen dollars tickets with the uh, choir uh, kid discount. But then you get there and they 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 jam you with the hot dog price, Baco. Well, anyway, get good, good for her. I, I'm happy to hear that. Uh, I, some feedback on the last episode. Uh, well, the last episode got a lot of good feedback, so I appreciate everybody that shared and commented. There was one thing that came up that I, I, I forgot to mention when we were talking about it. Uh, Rock and Roll Archaeology podcast did an episode that talked about um, 
kind of what we were getting into between politics and music and things and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the control. Wow. Uh, I got one, got almost got one in there right away. Um yeah, uh, and I would recommend anybody that that is interested in that topic get it. Go check that out. Now it's it's very liberal. It's it's got a liberal slant to it, but it actually mm-hmm. talks about why uh, conservatives suck at art and why they have to steal it. And like you know, the the the, the uh, one of the examples I liked was "Born in the USA." They hear "Born in the USA." They don't hear the story of a person being treated like shit by the country he it's, defended. It's a veteran. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like they just turn a blind eye. It's like they just sing that fucking chorus, you know. But anyway, so I recommend that. Yeah, I'm just uh, shocked that uh, Ted Nugent hasn't hasn't reached out about us talking about his review. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think the chances are that that actually was Ted Nugent that wrote that under a surname? <laughs> uh, the, the, Michael uh, Wilson is Ted Nugent. Ding. Anyway, rock and roll archaeology, the art of the steel. Go ahead and check that episode out if that topic interests you at all. On, on either side, I think it's well done. Nice. All right. Hey, um, I do have a bone to pick with you, though. Uh, I had a, a package that showed up random in my mm. mailbox, and apparently you're giving strange men my home address uh, to send <laughs> me their thing. music to, to check out. I spent 20 years in the local music scene putting up with shitty bands. Mm-hmm. I don't need this anymore, man. What 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 is this all about? I, there's got to be something here. There, you're not you're not a very random guy. You know what I mean? I, I think that uh, there is uh, a reason I got this. So you're saying I'm very deliberate in what I'm doing. Yeah, all the I, time. I, I yeah, <laughs> I suspect everything. Yes. Okay. Okay. It's probably wise, but yeah, uh, yeah I, I like giving out your address, your phone number. Any your email, all, all your things. You know, you know how much I enjoy doing that. Just in general, it's like my my uh, my my second hobby. I just find people. Here's a guy you might want to reach out to and send shit to. The yeah, guy, the, from the guy that no, won't even let people know when his birthday is. Oh yeah, no. Uh, please don't even get in that subject. That's that's that's. that's, that's They'll take Just everything. Pointing out a little bit of a double standard there. Uh, some hypocrisy <laughs> <Not at> all. <laughs> is all. <laughs> no, but. Um, well, I'll just tell you a little background uh, is that there is a band uh, called with a great name of I Love Rich. And um, yeah, for I a guy lo- who uh, likes to point out horrible band names, that's, if that's a band name, that's a horrible <laughs> band name. <laughs> Stop. Stop. I, but uh, anyway, so back <laughs> another lifetime ago, uh, well, I'll just say it this way. There's after Creatures Fest. You know, when we're doing our reporting on it and and, you know, doing our <laughs> reporting, our uh, angle on the whole event, I started, you know, doing the old Google to look at people's reviews that went. And one, though, that I think showed up either on my feed or maybe I actually found it by just searching was this really comprehensive review that was that was done. Uh, it was written really it's just really it was written really well. It was funny. And it was it said it was signed. The author's name was Rich Love. And I'm like, I've only known one guy named Rich Love my entire life. Is this the guy? And a long time ago, um, when I had this site called RUFKM, which uh, stands for Are You Fucking Kidding Me? We used to do this thing called 13 Stupid Questions. We interviewed random people uh, from, you know, bigger bands. It was kind of like a metal sludge ripoff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was just like about to say 20 questions. So. Exactly. We just, we just reduced it by seven because less work. <laughs> 
and uh, there are th- there are three or four guys that would would submit all these questions together that I know, and we would send them off to to artists. And um, there was one that I always felt kind of bad about um, because over time, these questions started to get less kind and more like vicious mm-hmm. and and but this guy is is true to true to now as he is back then he's a good marketer because you may have heard of the band i love rich on the decibel geek podcast did, yeah after okay. i got the cd though uh. <laughs> right because he marketed to aaron camaro when he was down at creatures fest and um in short i just want to give you Two questions that I, uh, a few questions of, that we asked him at the time. You don't need to know anything about the band, just just uh, just the questions. Uh, we asked him things like, "Are the off-key vocals and complete lack of singing skill part of the joke?" That was one of the uh, the questions we asked. Um, we asked him, "In the fifty-five years you've been alive, and your uh, have your parents ever raised the rent?" You know, these aren't even that funny <laughs> at the time. I, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I, yeah, I will I, say the whole living in your parents' basement jokes kind of been beaten tied. to death. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. But 15 years ago, That's something Adam super fresh, would find funny. Super fresh 15 years ago. <laughs> um, you know, we had, did you pick I Love Rich as your band name so you could hear people lie every time they mentioned it? Um, do you find it ironic that your name is Rich and yet you will never be? These are not great questions. And there was a hinder, there was a hinder slam too. So was he basically, a hinder or something? Huh? Was he connected to Hinder somehow? No. Just, I just thought there was something that, that had to do with how bad the CD was compared to him. Okay, fair enough. All right. I think so, we get the tenor. Yeah. All right. So the tenor of the interview is it was, it was pretty bad. And uh, and he had actually, this is a guy that actually reached out and said, hey, man, I, lo- I like these interviews are giving. Can you do one for me? Uh, and send the CD then. Oh, he knew what he was going to do then. Huh? He knew what he was doing then. Yeah, he, he, I wouldn't he knew feel he too was getting bad. into. Yeah. yeah, a little bit, but but anyway. So I just reached out to him as 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 you do on Facebook, and I uh, you know because I could always read the room um, really well, right? Does this guy want me to reach out to him after all these years? And I just said, hey, I complimented him on his Creatures Fest review, and I apologized <laughs> for the the review. And uh, his only response was basically, whoever came up with the hinder question can fuck right off. (laughs) (laughs) And then he also mentioned that uh, he had a new CD coming out, ironically. And that's that's how that ended up in your in your hands. I should probably open it up and listen to it. Now I feel bad. Okay, Uh, if you really want to insult a a musician like uh, uh, when they're presenting some of their original work to you about halfway through, just start talking. And make it clear that you're not listening at all, and then maybe make some loose comparison to some other song that already exists, and say it sounds like that. It, oh, okay. Those are the that's the best move. I know those are the uh, <laughs> the, the, the buttons that'll you know turn my face a little red, but okay. I, I assume okay. it's it's like that with uh, creatives just in general. But uh, yeah. So uh, it, as I like to redeem myself over time, uh, I just want to read the the quick segment of his press release and this feature one of his tracks and okay. and I will feel that all is right in the world now. What do you think? Sounds good. Set it up. Read the review okay. and uh, name the track. Excellent. So here it is. The CD is called, again, the band I Love Rich. The CD is called You Have the Right to Remain Sexy. Hmm. And they're out of Chicago. So here's their, their bio. How did four rock and roll fanatics become the best rock and roll band on earth? Was it the blended secret mix of Kiss, Ramones, and Turbo Negro? Possibly. Was it their supermodel looks? Almost definitely. Could it be their virtuoso playing? 
a little less likely, but the secret is revealed in their new song, <laughs> Rock and Roll Conspiracy by Chicago legends I Love Rich. Always a fiery live act, I Love Rich has returned to Million Yen Studios in their hometown of Chicago at various times over 2021 and 22 to record this album with Andy Gerber, who has recorded albums for the likes of Cheap Trick and Local Age and I Love Rich. Uh, the resulting masterpiece... That's a resume. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. The resulting masterpiece in your hands if you're reading this. Um, and basically, I just want to la- read off the name of the, the band members. That is Rich Love, as mentioned, on bass in Voice of a Generation. Drew Blood on drums. Chuck E. Slees <laughs> on lead guitar. And Full Throttle also on lead guitar. So that's that's interesting. Nice. Um, and as, as Sinzak like mentioned... Sinzak mentioned on uh, Decibel Geek that it's it's amazing that they all four of these guys met. They had to with these names, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. The chances of Chucky e. Slees getting together with I Love Rich to make this album. I'm going to read a couple of the tracks, and then we'll get right to the uh, the featured song. There are tracks such as I Paid in Sex, uh, My Baby's on a Sex Strike. There's Rock and Roll Sex Cult. A lot of sex going on. God's Gift to Women. My favorite title, though, is Revolution in My, in my Pants. Mm, good one. But I'm going to feature Rock and Roll is Gonna Burn. As far as the redemption section of life, is there any kind of practical joke besides the uh, 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 fuck the beast thing you did to an old lady <laughs> at, the, uh, at the Walmart or whatever it was prank uh, that you've done that you, maybe you felt be- uh, bad about much later? Oh, I'm sure. I don't feel I'll bad about that one. Uh, I think that's okay. It's fine. I, I, I would. I'd probably fuck do, like a beast. I'd probably do it right now. Uh, <laughs> that's how you do. Fuck like a beast. Oh man, you know there are, there's of course things that uh, things I've done or said that I regret, especially as I get older. Sure. Um, there's one that probably haunts me. It's a little serious. Can I can I tell you? <laughs> sure, bring it down. Okay. I was pretty ignorant. I was. We had just moved to the farm. I was like four, I think five years old, mm. and I had never encountered someone who was deaf. Uh, oh, and we boy. had a neighbor that was deaf, and me and some of my new friends, we were having like a housewarming thing, meeting the the other farmers and the neighbor. I don't know. What do you call a farm neighborhood? Is it whatever? 
Oh, stuff like that. Including in this family that had a deaf daughter who I think she might have been 10, 11 years old. She was older. And we locked her in the chicken coop and made fun of the way she talked. And then after everybody Jesus. left, uh, hey, this, does, this is not a happy ending for me. Like I said, this one actually torments me still. And I was five, so I, I carry some empathy with me through most of my life. Uh, I got a talking to from my mom, and everything was explained. And, and even at that age, I still remember how fucking horrible I felt. So that one, I I, I, I wish I could make amends for that. I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe I did over the years just by not being a complete fucking jackass because it wasn't the last time I saw her. Um, uh, who knows? You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, you know, whatever. No, I, I appreciate you sharing that. I, I did leave the part of the story when we locked Rich in a chicken coop. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of when you said is there's something that you did that you regret. So, yeah, (laughs) I don't remember her name. So, yeah, anyway. Hey, I got to one up me. You always got to one up me. You tormented a deaf deaf (laughs) child. I don't see how that's one up me, man. I think you look better in this story than I do. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know what? Maybe by me putting this out in the universe, this is going to help me heal. And maybe, you know, by acknowledging publicly on a podcast what a fucking little shit douchebag was but uh yeah. uh i don't you know whatever it, it was, it was like obviously a long time ago but boy i feel bad about that still <laughs> jesus christ well you know i i think it was the right move though Baco, because you know some of our best uh, uh biggest fans are deaf yeah the show's better if you can't hear yeah all right that's right yeah paul stanley mostly, listens uh, to us with one earbud they listen they can listen in braille right isn't that how it works yeah, uh, who does the transcripts for us? <laughs> All right. Hey, I believe I have what is breaking breaking war babies news. Hold the phones. Did you just say breaking war babies news? Yes, yes. I am I am all ears. I'm out of the coop and ready to listen. Well, I was patiently waiting for you to uh, get your hair coiffed this morning uh, yes. and, and get done French pressing whatever uh, kind of hippie coffee you're drinking there. Some, sure. Uh, I'm sure yeah. it's fair trade. Uh, I was just scrolling through, and uh, Bryn Aarons owns Rocksteady Records. Like uh, He got it from uh, Bill Coin back when they were working together. And yeah. they are re-releasing that record on its 30th anniversary. Uh, and I, I just saw him post it on his personal page. So that's... Uh, I wouldn't even know who they were if it wasn't for podcasts. Isn't that the great thing about podcasts? Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that there's two songs co-written by Paul, Paul Stanley on that album... We featured him back in the, uh, I think it was called uh, Old and Deep Okay. episodes. Yeah, we I know did. we played that one song. What's it called? Uh, I heard it on uh, Inabscuria hang me up, recently, Hang too. Me Up. I think, I think yeah. they Hang Me Up yeah, or Blue. Me up. blue uh, killer tune, man. Yeah, that one I go back to quite frequently. It's That's one of the, the if I was going to say that's one of the missed albums. Like, if you're ever going to do a, uh, you know, if you're going to do, you know, you never stay stay still and you say, I'm going to take it, I'm going to slow down yet. I'm still going to have a football podcast every week. <laughs> and I'm still going to, I'm going to slow down, but I'm yet going to still do this. If you were going to keep slowing down and you want to do like, I know it's not officially grunge, but it's like one of those, mm-hmm. they were in Seattle, stuff like that. That's like one of the missed like uh great albums, I think Fair from, that, from that zone. Yeah. I've, I've, I've heard that probably on several other podcasts and i think we probably brought it up when we talked about it but anyway yeah, sure. i'll hopefully so it's get more vinyl and everything i don't like, know certain, i'll hopefully get more know. details uh you know i know how to reach out to bryn personally so maybe i can find something more before the next time we go or, give or me your address 
But yeah, I'll have them uh, mail a copy to you. I know that that actually probably would be something you'd appreciate. Oh my God, I would. Yes. All right. And I would like to mention to anybody that's going to be in the Minneapolis St. Paul area uh, on November 5th. I will be performing at the Elderfest Jam again, but uh, I'm now piggybacking off of what we did with Sons Out Mike's out. Gene Vogel is going to be playing with me. I don't believe I've mentioned it on the show, but if I have, well, I'm just pumping it again. So we're going to be doing three to four songs. Uh, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure the the set times yet, um, but we'll get there. Uh, and we got a special little medley we're working on, so it should be cool. Can I put one special request? Um, well, you can, well, it's kind of locked, but go ahead. What you got? I just want you guys to do Odyssey front to back. Hmm. Well, that's the whole thing. But, uh, you know, the weird thing is that, like, I was the first person to perform at this thing when it when it started, and um, and after that, uh, Danny Beck, who who runs the whole event, he expanded it with with more people and kind of music all day. Mm-hmm. But I I embraced the Elder. I did that whole little five the Elder in five minutes medley. Yeah. And yeah. basically everybody that shows up just plays their favorite Kiss songs now. So, and, and, oh, really? Yeah. So, well, last year oh. I did uh, Not for the Innocent. But Oh, that's true. You did go off the uh, script a little bit. Yeah, uh, I, I don't cool. have anything on The Elder slated for this year, but we did kind of take a special slant. So uh, we'll All film right. it so, and share it with people that, that can't uh, show up and stuff. Anyway. So are you going to, you and um, Gene, are you going to keep working on some of your uh, pre-rehearsed bits like Beeler and Soto? <laughs> I don't like to leave a lot of room for chat. Yeah, mm, so, see? Yeah, that's where Make uh, it tight. I'm all about the music. You know, those two chuckle nuts are just about uh, telling the same joke over and over again. So Okay. Yeah. That's what I love. Same <laughs> joke. Over and over. You get it locked in and loaded. Uh, fucking run that shit into the ground. Uh, Please right every time. On. You know, hey, uh, what, yeah, one thing just hit me. When What's I that? listened back to last week's episode, you actually reminded me of something that I kind of regret. This one's a little softer. Uh, okay, me and my ahead. buddy Mike Patterson were going to a Twins game. See, it all ties in. It's baseball, everything. Uh, and regret. They were giving out baseball bats to every fan 16 and under. And uh, <laughs> the person um, uh, that- A full bat, not like a little souvenir yep, just bat? Like like a, a, just a full-size bat. Jesus. But it was supposed to be for kids 16 and under. And the the um, the guy at our gate that was handing them out was mentally disabled. Oh, my God. And this is, there's so, a theme here. <laughs> hold on. Uh, so and I was 21, 22 at the time. So Patterson would have been about 27, 28. Uh-huh. Anyway, so the kid's just asking everybody, you know, he's they, they just ask them if they're 16 and then give them a bat if they say yes. And so he, he was doing that. And then, of course, us fucking sleaze balls, we both say yes and get our bat. <laughs> we get to our seats and um, Mike starts retelling this tale, but he leaves out the fact that we were the, the, the guy was meant clearly mentally challenged. OK, uh-huh. you know, uh, and he's like, man, and he's telling it like he just totally tricked this idiot. And it reminded your story last week reminded me of that moment when you're like your little ticket hack uh, where you're like, <laughs> you know, just find some old blind bastard. And like, you know, and then I'm like when I was listening back to it, I was like, oh, God. I'll tell you this though, I did not leave that stadium with my bat. I was racked when I heard him tell that story. I just kind of shrunk in my seat, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I can't!" I so I gave it to a kid. I saw a kid that a did nice not guy. have a bat, and <sighs> I gave it to him. Uh, <laughs> I th- if he would have never told that story, I probably would have never thought anything. All I did was say yes and take a bat. You know, I, I wouldn't even remember the event. But he had to tell it like he outsmarted some fucking. You had some genius plot. It's like, uh, 
Mike Patterson and I are not friends anymore, by the way. <laughs> not My specifically God. because of that, but uh... so let's see. So far, we've we've got we've uh, on our uh, target tar- our kill zone. So far, we have mu- music struggling musicians, the blind, deaf. Uh, mentally challenged. Can we just do a whole section on kiss tards now? Can we uh, just I mean, come on. Those aren't those aren't officially mentally challenged, but let's admit they're mentally challenged. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh yeah. <laughs> hey, uh speaking of that, there's been no news on Sam Loomis. Remember there was like, supposed to be this big announcement, maybe a big reveal. <laughs> There's been, unless I missed something, uh, am I too far behind on Shout It Out Loudcast? I mean, what? Uh, uh, s- it, speaking it, of kiss tards, <laughs> do you know anything? <laughs> no, I'm, I haven't got the like. You got the breaking news of the war babies. I didn't get the breaking news on on Sam Loomis. Unfortunately, oh. in my feed, he's gone. He's gone dark, Baco. Doesn't matter. I have the links to all this shit if I want to watch him. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. Well, they're all gone. Well, I think someone's re- took them down. No, no. I mean, I have the links. You don't have the links? I'll send you the links. They're oh, all on okay. Google, Google Drive. There you go. All right. Fair enough. All right. Um, I just opened it up for people that direct message me. <laughs> <laughs> Sliding into your DMs like... Sliding into my DMs like the uh, human centipod. Oh, my God. I'm not... You, know, you pissed me off with that. That's not sitting in the show. Oh, oh okay. So. Sorry, I'm gonna I, just start I, fucking hijacking all your posts. Listen, I thought it was a I thought it was a human centipede. What, what do you want and me I, to do? Look, the, the, you, if you want my serious take on it, I'm not looking for reparations. This is not eating me up. It's no big deal. I didn't yeah. pull the post down. I don't yeah. want you to think I'm overreacting because I'm about to explain I, something. And I did the right thing. I made a new po- a thread and I yeah, moved it. And then I immediately jumped on and gave you a taste of your own medicine, which of course never works. But right. I was just uh, like, oh, he wants to he wants to jump in here and advertise. Uh, I, I made pods. it clear in several comments that like, hey, because here's I thought I made it. It's a timely and a funny joke. It's not it's the not, greatest thing in the world. I don't know what it is. OK, I don't know how you don't know what cat dog is, being that you have kids. Mm-mm, don't know. And did you look at every anything else besides that picture of the two of, that I, with our it two? It said, hands? "Holy fucking fuck, your body is weird. From who? From who? From a- Adam Levine. Yes. Do you know anything about that whole thing? No. Okay. That was fucking clear when you said human centipede, and I just said no, and then Eric Miller came in, and then I made a couple comments like, just trying to keep it back on pace, and you had every opportunity to say, oh, got it, and then you just kept going with it. And I'm like, Jesus fucking well, Christ. Now we're talking about human centipede and human centipod. It's like, like- I can't believe it's not taken. I Fair enough, but I just made a joke, and it wasn't right. human centipede related. Tell me this. Have you- how about this? Have you seen the movie Human Centipede? Nope. When you have seen it, you can start making Human Centipede jokes. That's uh, that's the rule. I, I hold on. Yes, everybody is in agreement with me on that one. So perfect. <laughs> no. I, I say leave all this, Michelle. It's fucking great. I love this. No, this I'm not gonna. No, I, I love it. Uh, I know you do. You love it because, like, it, 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 whatever. It's not that big a deal. Like I said, it's still up there for anybody that wants to read it. But uh, again, this uh, you just wrote me another chapter of not reading the room. My, my autobiography. Not reading. Apparently, just uh, yeah, the, 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 there's like actual words you just you know read and like. So Adam Levine, yeah. cat dog, and you go with human centipede. So yeah, everybody was posting those things, you know, like, uh, and I thought it'd be fun to do one for our show. Sure. And because it's Adam, it's music related. I did kind of want to touch on his comment about metal chicks, um, but 
nobody was it was just like a picture of them you know what i mean like mm. you know posed it's like something like the guitar player from trivium did it sure and then i thought well an absurd body is cat dog i mean they don't even have a, a butt or a there's no tail it's just two That's heads true so good point that was my joke i know look i know it's highbrow and high concept but uh Right. Anyway. That's why I that's why I missed it. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, let's uh reel us back in here. Um uh what is this? An episode of Suns Out Mike's Out? Jesus, get us back on track. Yeah, no shit, man. Uh what's in this coffee? Uh ah. I think you're going a little uh a little black Russian here or something. <laughs> um oh, now, now you're making fun of black Russians? Yeah. I didn't even know there were any. I'm just offending everybody. Uh, just walk through life like that. Uh, I did want to throw in a little bit. I don't want to get into this too deep because uh, I, I just said a bunch of really nice things about Wolfgang. But leading up to the Taylor Hawkins thing, before I saw him perform, he kind of clapped back at Eddie Trunk. And I'm actually going to defend Eddie on this one. Now, Wolfie, I, he has been a little sensitive to some of the online comments. You know, he, he doesn't understand why he is his you know all of his fans are 50 years old but then he goes on tour with the scorpions you know i mean it's <laughs> yes but you know to his credit i think he went out as a headliner with plush and that's kind of a more current rock thing and that's what do you, uh, what do you think about the the double headliner of scorpions and uh white snake and white snake dropped off and now it's just the scorpions if you had that ticket are you happy yeah i'm, I'm for the I'd same rather price? see just the scorpions but uh uh, there's not much of a chance that I would pay to see either one of them. Either. But, um, I hear you. Just curious. Anyway, he's coming to town next week. Keep going. So uh, Eddie said, uh, talk to, when the, the when the Taylor Hawkins tribute shows were announced, Eddie shared it and said, this is amazing. How is it that they can put this together in six months, but two years later, we're still nothing. We haven't really done any proper tribute to Eddie, one of the greatest guitar players of all. A couple key things here. He did not tag Van Halen. He did not tag anybody from connected with Van Halen on this, he, and he didn't tag Wolfgang Van Halen. Wolfgang saw it 
and basically responded with like, you know, I'm so sick of all you people thinking I need to take care of this or something like. And it was just like, you know, take a time out, child. You know, this is what happens when you're an only child and, and rich parents. You're just a spoiled little shit. Yeah. No, I mean, Eddie's not out of line saying he guess what, Wolfie? We knew your dad before you did. Sorry. And his music means a lot to a lot of people, and a tribute show would be nice. I'm not pining for it. I don't. I got what I need, but but a lot of people would like it, and I would absolutely be interested if it happened. But you know, just just settle down. Nobody's saying Eddie. I understand if uh, Eddie had actually said something like, you know, come on, Wolfie, get it going, but he didn't. And Wolf's been on his show, you know, and he's made comments saying, "I'm not the one holding it up," implying that he's willing to do it. So it just it seems uh, once in a while, settle down. You know what I mean? So last time you told told everybody uh, that uh, he finally made fat guys look cool. Yep. So you gave him a compliment mm-hmm. and everything, and uh, he gave and fat now, guys now, hope. Yeah. And now you're kind of just equaling it out with this comment. I do think it's ridiculous. Like if he wasn't tagged and things like this, he's obviously following Eddie or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And he jumps on, he gets all sensitive to me. It just sounds like saying nice. Like it is, it is true. I mean, they got this all, if they were something done the same way that you described that, that this, the, this tribute, then why, why can't they? I think it's just a, a general open-ended question. Why would you get offended about that? Unless you were just, I, I, there's a lot of anger that runs in the Van Halen camp at all times. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like a good between, point. <laughs> between, between the brothers and stuff like that, they are they are the definition of being just triggered. At, 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 like it just a boom. That's it. That's it. Fuck you. We're done. We're never working together ever again. You know, just read any of the audio, any of the biographies of Van Halen. So it doesn't surprise me. But I'm glad. I'm glad again. Fair and balanced. The show. Exactly. So you've, t- you've, t- you've, t- you've knocked him down a peg after the uh, the coolness factor. You give him a compliment. And by the way, hearing back in the edit, he did absolutely nail that solo. So I appreciate those clips last show. And I and I got to watch that uh, that clip again, the one I talked about, where he just kind of flicks that pick. Flicks it is it. such a right. fucking badass. It's like half a second long, and it's yeah. just so cool. Anyway. Yeah, as professional journalists, I wanted to jump in. And, uh, you know, if we make a mistake or whatnot, we have to do a retraction like a newspaper, right? Yeah, we've done plenty on this show, yeah. It's not officially a retraction, but here's the deal. Uh, I have listened to the Ozzy Patient Number 9 album so many times over the last week. And it is actually probably my favorite album since since No More Tears. Um, And I just want to make a couple points for everybody that's, that's, that's out there. Melody's stick in my head. I have uh, that Robo Ozzy is gone from the last one. I don't know if it's better studio trickery, but I think his voice sounds great. And I just find the album to be very enjoyable. Uh, and I'm actually considering getting that. That It's too much right now. But have you seen the alt cover with the like Todd McFarl- McFarlane yeah, art? Yeah. that Kind of looks like it would come out right after uh, Diary of a Madman. Held it in my hands yesterday. Really? Is it still 50? Is it like 50 bucks? Something like the, that. Uh, yeah. Okay, so a little too pricey. Um, but uh, And one other thing, too, and I don't know if it's a misprint, but I think that starting off the album with Immortal, going into Patient Number 9, and then going into Parasite is a better flow for, for the <laughs> okay. open, too. I'm just telling you. All right, well, it makes sense. Get into he's, a, he's actually Immortal, then he goes to an insane asylum, then Parasites are affecting me in the middle of the night. I fucking love it, man. The first six songs on that album, first side, side A is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, 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 it's a good record. I'm sure I'll go back to it and listen to it from time to time like I did with most of his stuff. But, uh, 
It really hasn't changed much. I don't hear the big difference in the vocals that you do. Uh, if anything, Man. I thought it was a little lazier on some of that. I do this when I sing, you know, that kind of thing. I thought there was a little bit, seemed like an emphasis on that this time. And I'd, it didn't seem natural. So, For, I'll just finish it with this: is that when when he did that song, the title track with Elton John, Elton John sounded like a clean take of a vocal, mm-hmm. and then every time Ozzy was on that, he sounded sounded processed. So, in this, I don't hear that processing as much. It's either better robots, or it's uh, it's better singing. But uh, enjoyed throughout, the guitars are ripping, and I got to give it up for Khaki Pants Man, Eric Clapton. Love that song. Love love the constant soloing throughout the entire track as well so that's it that's my recommendation for patient number nine i look forward to your third review at our next episode Tommy Lee last week because he basically ate up our entire summer and we thought uh, we needed to give ourselves a, a little step back from the, the penis sharing drummer of Motley Crue. Mm, yes. uh, but there are some uh, kind of quick hitter things we should get in, catch up on. Um, shortly after he did the whole Instagram penis thing, uh, he seemed to enjoy the intention he got. So he, he kept suck. like, you know, doing suggestive posts on Instagram where some phallic item was put in his crotch or something like that. You know, real... Sure. Real highbrow shit, and yeah. he would take it on stage too. Uh, one day he pulled a, a a real life wiener dog out of his pants. <laughs> oh my god! That, uh, then, that that whole thing. Then he he actually in another show told all the men like just start posting pictures of your dicks, guys. Let's make this the reality. Uh, apparently his son has done it, and his is bigger than Tommy's, says the headline. I did not track that down. And I think my favorite thing was that at the end of the tour, he mooned the audience uh, and had OnlyFans written on his butt cheeks to announce that Tommy Lee has joined OnlyFans, because that's where you're free to share whatever you want. So for $40, uh, apparently he thinks people want to pay $40 to see his dick. It doesn't suck. So when he did that, was it written OnlyFans and then the dot before the comma says butthole? Yeah, basically, yeah, the the little credit card slot that it's his butt cheek there uh, Hmm. is is the between only and fans. So I think that's how you pay for it. You just take your credit card and swipe it through his asshole. Bananas. Oh, okay. Is it a chip reader or is it the the magnetic stripe? (laughs) I think it's magnetic. Probably both at this point, you know. You you put it in three times and then you have to swipe if it doesn't work. Well, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I, but I'm thinking with the chip reader in his in his butt. Uh, it's, it's it's that whole thing is like, is it authorized or not? When do I pull out? 
of his, his of his butt, right? Yeah, to, when you hear sure the, the, the it makes a noise. Oh, it goes <laughs> eh. no more more like <laughs> <laughs> okay, good, perfect. I think we're we're keeping this highbrow, yeah. Anyway, uh, all the best to you on OnlyFans, Tommy. Uh, <laughs> sure. Um, that is going to be my Christmas gift to everybody this year. Is just a, a one month of Tommy Lee's OnlyFans. Just a, I like that. <laughs> just a login code. You open up the, the Christmas card, and it's got a long Tommy's dong thing. Yeah, I like it. Perfect. So yeah, but um, but now that the tour is over, uh, there's there's more Tommy announcements to make. Before we get into your news, there uh, the announcements. They did say they're going to be doing the. I think we already knew they were going to do the stadium tour with Def Leppard in Europe next year, and they're supposedly coming back here in 2024. So, wow. Anyway, okay. Hey, I heard the stats. Something like uh, it basically said, Baco and Elsie, uh, you were wrong. Uh, we made 173 million dollars, and uh, well, you made. Know, who knows what these? No- what? Yeah, yeah. What? Well, I mean, isn't that just basically the, the total ticket sales? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so everybody got paid. You know, but Correct. They, but don't get me wrong. I don't think they're struggling financially. But I'm only gonna I'm only gonna cop to wrong ish. Boston, I believe, was the only show that legitimately sold out, and they did do two shows there. But Boston's also for a stadium kind of tiny. So for a ball game, it only holds about thirty thousand. So I'm guessing it's closer to twenty for uh, a concert. But I don't know. Mm. Cash was made. To yes, watch they, them. They're, lackluster they're doing performances. Well. Yeah. Yes. Oh. So, uh, yeah. Well, whoever but, uh, Mick is with now, whatever uh, gold digger he has for a girlfriend, uh, will soon be clearing him out of all that money, and he'll have to do another tour. I see. It's just a just goes around in a. <laughs> it's just a cycle. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. What do you got though, man? You had some announcements too. Yeah, man. I mean, listen. Uh, now that Tommy has lowered the bar on expectation for. Uh, for for his customer base, you know the whole craft beer deal. Yep. You're a big fan of craft beer, and uh, but are you? And in, in, in this is a big craze in Denver, but I'm not sure if it's a big craze in in your area. <laughs> I'm going to say it is, and that is the whole craft donut deal. Oh you yeah, know, uh, over, uh, overpaying. That the, we're we're past that. That was that was 2010. Mm, okay, Mojo Monkey popping. Donuts. Okay. Yeah, they got all of them here. They got one that has an assembly line. You tell them what they want to add, they do it in front of you and shit mm, like that. Like Subway. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. Yeah, the, the Subway of Donuts and stuff like that. It's, okay, uh, anyway. But um, yeah, so not not to be outdone and to jump on a, a craze, at least, that's that's continuing to sweep the nation. Uh, but Tommy has announced his new chain of of donut shop, craft donut shops called Rad Nuts. Mm, nice. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, you know, what makes this one different is the fact that uh, the, their, their, their flag, instead of their flagship, their flagpole is the, the uh, long tom. It's like, a long, it's like a long john, except it's twice as long <laughs> and has four times the cream filling, which mathematically doesn't even make, make sense, but right. somehow, it, somehow it works. Um, and it is served up, uh, just like the logo shows, you have the long john shoved into an, a, a, a regular donut. And um, uh, are the uh, any chance the donut holes are sold in pairs? They are. Thank you for getting to that. <laughs> They're sold in pairs. That's part of they it. Come the, 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 that, yes, they come in a sack. Yes, they come in a sack as well. Bananas. Perfect. You, you're taking my you're taking my, my bad jokes already. So thank you. I like it. I like how predictable this is. So you have. So again, you've got I heard it the, on the, pods and sounds. Oh, you did? Oh, I didn't know they already had this segment. God damn it. But uh, but yeah, so they have, so you've got the long tom, 
Um, it's shoved inside of a donut. Um, and, and it's got the two donut holes next to it. There's different donut holes you can, you can get, by the way, these donut holes are generous sizes. Um, and you've got the one that's called the 1985, which has like dark shavings on it. And you have the new one, which is coconut. So it's very gray. The, the, uh, the coconut shavings on the side of the, of the, the donut holes. Um, it also is being giving back to the community, the people that are serving you. He has ended a, a over two decade unemployment um, run by the the members of Methods of Mayhem. They are employed by by the place too. So you'll be oh, served nice. by one of them. Nice. I think that's good, right? Yeah, he's keeping them employed. Exactly. Um, and you know, they have the 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 donut that has the 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 biggest hole is called the Pam, which I thought was kind of rude. Kind of, but uh, you know, any other names for any of these donuts? This is your bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I just show it. Listen, You're already I claiming it I stole there. two jokes from you. <laughs> no, I'm not. I love the fact that you did that already. By the way, what do you mean? So you you did claim it or you did not claim it? I'm just saying. No, I'm saying. I no, I'm saying it's good that you did that. That's how predictable this is. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Just letting you roll. There's also a plate of crumbs that you can purchase, which is called the Vince meal. Just, just, le- just leftovers. <laughs> like a couple of streaks where it looks like a tongue lick through it. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Vince um, works there, too. He just sits on his stool and back. There you go. Every, every order 75. He just That's his whole job is just to eat everything and give you an empty plate. Yeah. The Vince meal is the one item that, you know, it's like when you go to like get certain like if you were to like a deep dish pizza, they're like, well, just so you know, there's going to be like a 45 minute wait. It's yeah, like, exactly. It'll be like that. Uh, I'll take the Vince meal. Just, there's going to be a 10 to 15 minute wait. Vince has to eat oh. each one. <laughs> and then he it hands you the plate of crumbs with a, a, a lick mark down it yeah he's uh he's, he might pass out by by noon that job but, <laughs> but that's kind of a typical morning for him so you know now he's getting paid for it yeah this is, this is kind of a morning gig and i don't know that vince can uh, handle that he doesn't seem like a, <laughs> an early riser oh i should also mention that these only um these are going to be located at stripper malls which is the same thing as a strip mall but a strip place has to be there as well mm. what do you think and probably next to a Kiss Coffee House, so you can see two places go out of business within a year. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, is it? Is it, so Tommy's not an actual investor; he's just licensing his. No, uh, he's just licensing it, and he just can, he just does yeah, the arrangements of the here's donuts. Here's my dick. Make donuts. Uh, make long johns the shape of this. Right. So, and right. they're all they're all served like there's the dog. I want him style. to actually poke the cream hole out with his dick, and then you know, <laughs> you, <laughs> that's how you get it the right size. I got all night, got nowhere to be. I'm pretty fine just walking with you. Hold your hand while you was a 
up. Tell you what, if you like my stuff, I'll walk on ahead and you can look at my butt. Objectify, but don't cross the line. But you can be bad when you're this time. Cause shut that thing just like a cock. Show them kids up and down the block. Flash your feathers and walk on by. You strut so good, you make Jimmy cry. I can't believe that shutting with me. Let's just somewhere everybody can see. And next to you, filled up with pride, we go boom, boom, side to side. Day one, I'm in love with your strut. Day two, I'm in love with your strut. Day three, I'm in love with your strut. And guess what? I'm in love with the truck. Day one, I'm in love with the truck. Day two, I'm in love with the truck. Day three, I'm in love with the truck. And guess what? I'm in love with the truck. I like your strut. Do you wanna go strutting the strut? You like my strut? Then let's go strutting. I like your strut. Do you wanna go strutting the strut? You like my strut? Then let's go strutting right now. Rad nuts coming to your town soon. <laughs> Tommy Lee's rad nuts. Say Tommy right. Lee's rad nuts. That's correct. Yes. Okay. I'll make a logo. I'll make the. I'll make the show. Brought art. to you by StubHub. <laughs> Brought to you by what? StubHub. StubHub? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's right. It's dynamic pricing on the donuts as well. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I don't know if it's funny or not. Uh, Corey Feldman has a new song coming out, uh, and hopefully he's going to go on tour. Uh, you have oh. to go if he because he never comes here. So yeah. it comes to this place called the 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 venue that uh, mm-hmm. has moved uh, kind of the '80s bands like Pretty Boy Floyd will play there and and Corey Feldman for some reason. Well, you know, and Corey's a he's an industry pro, so when he's got some mm. to promote, he finds a way to kind of get out there and get ahead of it. This time <sighs> around, he is uh, basically promoting the record by accusing Marilyn Manson with decades long mental and emotional abuse. So apparently. According to Corey, uh, Marilyn was obsessed with with uh, the child star Corey Feldman. Mm. It's kind of funny. He's you know in his forties, late. 40s, he's got to be in his fifties now, uh, right. and we still call him a child star. But uh, all of his best work was done by fifteen, I guess. That's true. Um, was this before or after the chicken coop incident? Uh, I don't know. Um, but the, the actor claimed that um, when they met, Manson was gushing, was obsessed with him and called him his idol. <laughs> hmm. I got to tell you, well, you know, Marilyn's a twisted dude. Maybe, I mean, is that where he gets his inspiration from? Is like uh, uh, License to Drive? He watches uh, the, well, how many movies did the two Corys do anyway? They didn't know they were in uh, Lost Boys, License to Drive. Wasn't there one of them with a... Uh, uh, who cares? I, I don't know. All I know is that uh, it's still burned. I mean, I get a lot of inspiration from that scene in Lost Boys that that has the, the Feldmans. What, it's got Haim and Feldman. Yeah, they're, Haim and Feldman are hanging out. Can't remember what room they're in, but one of them has a poster of Rob Lowe with his shirt off in the background. <laughs> Not gay at all. Uh, hey, nothing wrong with that. Nothing uh, wrong with that. I just like the fact that uh, that, that was there. Still, I'll take still the, the best name in porn, Rob Lowe. Nice. Rob Lowe? Rob yeah. Lowe. Yeah. Not bad. He's got away with it. Hmm. Anyway, uh, <laughs> other than the fact that uh, Corey having new music out, I don't know what we don't want to talk about here. <laughs> we should play a little snippet of his stupid song. I don't know. I'm in for you, no matter what you're going through. I promise you. This is not flowing as well as I was hoping. 
what uh, abuse from Marilyn Manson is not flowing as well as you thought it would. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, this has been kind of a dark episode, you know. Um, some bullying from four-year-old Baco. Yeah, uh, me criticizing musicians. Yeah, you know, it just we, it goes we, we on. are racked with a lot of guilt. Maybe we are. Right. Uh, uh, maybe this we are becoming better people, better versions of who, ourselves. Who would be good to do an intervention for both of us, hmm. like to sit us down? You know, uh, who could crack into us? I like think really, um, really... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Nate, uh, the the co-host mm-hmm. with uh, Disciples of the Watch. He's a he's a yogi. Okay. So okay. He so he kinda... could like dig deep, ask like these these uh, thought provoking questions. I'm in for that. What yeah, do you think? Sure, people? I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. If we could time it with my juice cleanse, I would. I kind of like that too. Yeah. Oh, when does that start? Uh, whenever. <laughs> Fallish. I don't know. Uh, Hops aren't juice. Uh, oh yeah, they are. Yeah. Okay. All right. Tell that Fair to enough. my juicer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just loading up hops. <laughs> they look kind of like like it would be a fruit in there somewhere. Yeah, something. I gotta get some kind of juice out of this, honey. Sure. Uh, it's called beer, idiot. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that 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 would be a good thing, though. I think. Um, the two of us kind of come into terms with uh, the horrible acts we've <laughs> imposed right. on others over the world, our lifetimes. Yeah. Uh, it's weird that uh, we feel that way, but we're also like huge anti-bully advocates, and I don't know. Well, yeah, you have to do terrible things to, to be a good person later, right? Isn't that the way? We're born again. We're born again bullies. Hey, never thought about it that way. B-A-B, the Babs. Born mm-hmm. again bully. Let's, uh, let's take that on the road. Um, I think so. Did you get your WASP tickets? I'm waiting for you to tell me you're getting your tickets to come here to see it. <laughs> I believe that one's sold out. Gene hmm. uh, and I toyed with the idea of driving. I think the closest one to us that was on a weekend was, oh, just outside of Chicago. And then two days Damn. later, that, that show was uh, closed. But he's making an announcement on the 28th. Hopefully that's more tour dates. But I'm okay. guessing that's just some stupid announcement like, Stet Howland is rejoining the lineup, you know, some, you don't know. Right, right. Anyway. He's a big hype, old hype guy. Yeah, did you? Ha- so I listened to his it. interview on Three Sides of the Coin, by the way. Uh, really? Yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was probably, it's been okay. a while since I listened to that show, and I think it was probably helped that Mark wasn't there, <laughs> but okay. it was a pretty smooth interview. Uh, you know, they talked a lot of Kiss stuff, he had some fun stories to tell, and then it just turned into the bullshit hype machine, which, you know, it's to be expected. That is what he's doing, so... Okay, and that, but no, I'm, he, I'm he all in. He didn't accuse Marilyn Manson of abusing him, so. Well, that's, yeah, I guess that, that's... That's why he's not out there in the news like uh, Corey is. I'm in for you! Right, I mean, there's only so, so many times the uh, Marilyn Manson abuse card can be played, is what they say. Oh, the Marilyn Manson abuse card, playing that one, huh? That old trick? <laughs> you know? Oh, my God, uh...
you sent me an article that uh, took me down a bit of a rabbit hole on some audiophile stuff that I hadn't really... I don't know. I just don't don't get into too many of these really deep, uh, you know, like direct to, to you know one step mastering that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mobile Fidelity, MoFi Records is uh, they've been around since the seventies, but it's changed hands quite a bit with with when CD kind of took over. It kind of went out of business, and it, it says in this article, but I believe it came back around the early two thousands. Um, but the here's the the crux of it. Uh, there's a record store in Phoenix, uh, Arizona, called uh, the In Groove. And the owner of that was tipped off that they were apparently using a digital uh, master in their one-step process, which means they're basically they're 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 saying something that isn't true. Basically, one-step processing is going from the master to the actual. Uh, oh, I don't, I'm going to sound ignorant here. The uh, the acetate basically to make the 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 press to to press the vinyl. Anyway. So the, the key players here are a guy named Mike Esposito. He is the owner of the InGroove uh, record store in Phoenix, and he's the one who posted the, the original video where he made the comments that, that set the Internet on, of audiophiles on fire. Um, the company MoFi, uh, their, their v, vice president, John Wood, and then the uh, owner of MoFi, and he's also the owner of Music Direct, which bought Mo, that company bought MoFi in there at some point, Jim Davis. Those are the three main players involved here. Um, basically, uh, to, to summarize, uh, this Mike Esposito goes on a, on one of his uh, little, it's like a 20-minute video. It's about the 15-minute mark where he makes the claim. He's like, I'm going to always call it like I see it. And right now, the way I see it is... There's a strong possibility, very high double digits, Mobile Fidelity has had some digitization in their records. And I would like to see, again, if that's the case, and I will keep pressing them to try to get clarification. If they come out and say, Mike, you're a lunatic, you're wrong, you don't know what you're talking about, Mike's going to come back here on YouTube, eat crow, and say, I got a whole lot of bad information from a whole lot of bad people, and I apologize, this is the way it is. Uh, and I'll go on record and say that, but I'm not going to go on record and say that until I've got definitive concrete proof that that is not the case. A bunch of comments come up. People defend MoFi. They say they're, they're reputable, all this stuff. Uh, the John Wood guy, he, uh, uh, he invites Mike to come out to the actual MoFi <laughs> plants. Uh, so he flies him out there, gives him a tour, uh, lets him talk to engineers. He actually records an interview with the engineers. The truth comes out. He was right. The, whoever tipped him off knew something. He shares that on YouTube. And then MoFi basically now has to, they, they've, they've since come clean. And I believe there's actually a class action lawsuit coming against them. Um, let me t- toss it to you a little bit here. You had some uh, comments. If, if I recall right for the article, when he invited him out there, was the actual owner or president there, or did he did he no, show up? No, the owner the showed up just after about an hour after he left. Exactly. So that that's where I think was the the he didn't funny know part what was going this. on until right. Yeah. So he didn't, and as the owner, he definitely did not prep any of the people <laughs> that he went in and interviewed. So he almost thought that he almost like called his bluff by inviting out. I don't even think he thought he would show up. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like uh, that. That's the part I thought was. It was weird to invite him out at all. I mean, I, I'm not sure that, especially if you know he's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. the guy did. He's yeah. admitted as much. He's like, yeah, I made a calculated misstep. I thought this was going to go a different direction. And that would have just continued the cover-up, though. Now, we're, this is not 
the biggest co- you know con- you know cover up in, in in world history here. We are just talking about uh, fidelity quality of of a vinyl and the process to get there. And 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 basically, the the records are basically labeled one step mastering, and they're not. It right. is a big thing. Now, so I, I don't could, know that someone like you or I could put it on, on our turntable systems. Maybe those ones with the $8,000 tone arms, you could tell the difference. But one of the, one of the um, theories as to how this actually was exposed uh, was that there was a, a run of Michael Jackson Thriller, and they were going to do 40,000 copies, and it was going to be an original master tape that would be used for the repressing. And apparently, you can only get 3,500 to 7,500 uh, copies off of one pressing and then you have to rerun the master tape again and that kind of set some people going well the, the, no record like the people who own the master tapes wouldn't allow that you, you're not going to get to do it 12 times you know what i mean so um that apparently got some people you know suspicious yeah and on those too we should mention that uh you know these are 50 60 albums yeah. and that's the the key thing you're paying for is to hear the pure like you're as close as you could to the actual master itself yes Isn't yeah that kind of the the dream for the audiophile yeah this so is I, definitely for it, someone that really spends a lot of like it, to me it, it <laughs> for me personally when you get to that level you're taking kind of the joy out of listening to music when you're that meticulous with with because i want it to sound good Right. That's not what I'm. I'm not suggesting I want it to, you know, basically be shoved under a pile of blankets, and that's the only true way you can listen to it. But man, if you're that geeked out into the stuff, I mean, you're not part of the the process at all. It seems like it seems like to me just the the creation of your stereo is your is what you're doing. You're not really into the music that much. I know what you're saying because that's that's when you get too into it and you're like just trying to nitpick on how great or not great it is, and especially when you're paying that much. But I mean, I I think it's a pretty big scam and and way to have. A, you know, a, a lawsuit because I mean, this is the mm-hmm. this is the dream they're selling. What's well, fraud? Period. I mean, it really yeah, is. It's yeah, it's straight up fraud, right? And is this is it, was it revealed that they went to it at one point? That's the part I didn't understand too. Did they at one point ever do this, and then they just cut out a step and got lazy? Well, actually, they added steps apparently, <laughs> but. I do think it's faster to go with the digital process, though, because you don't have to do things in real time like you do with analog. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, one one question I had that didn't get answered, I don't know if the, the, the need to do this was you know purely just out of like cost and time savings, or is, or is this at all related to those fires we heard of, that fire we heard about at Universal where a lot of masters were, were actually oh, yeah. destroyed right. forever. So I don't know, man. Um, but uh, look, even the oh, there's an engineer that works on this stuff says that the, the sound quality is going to be good with a digital master. It's just not going to be uh, as natural a processor, and some people might think it sounds less natural. Yeah, it's uh, the whole vinyl thing is is wizardry to me still because you know it just depends on how that each one. It's it's just it's I just think it's amazing how each one can vary. You never know what you're going to get. Doesn't matter who you get it from, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like for the most part, you you know that you're that more, some bands are more consistent with who they use or the the places. And how many vinyl manufacturers are there in the U.S. currently? Three. You know, Four? I think there's more than that, but it's not it's not a lot. Um, right. I, as far as the big ones, you know, the, I mean, I, I've I've largely trusted the the Kiss reissues. I've been very pleased with those, with a couple of exceptions. Um, the Love Gun Splatter, that uh, the Walmart exclusive one, that one sounded mm-hmm. really flat. Um, I think I have yet to see a record that was uh, 
what they call silver or gold, but it's really more gray and a weird burnt or yellow. You know, they don't. Those records almost always sound. I don't know. They they almost feel softer too, but they never sound good. I don't know. So on that end too, how does this company even survive? I mean, right now they have. I think the first the run of first six Van Halen albums is an example for fifty or sixty bucks each. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck is going to buy them? You know what I mean? They're still listed on their site. Like, yeah. who's going to be like, yeah, this is going to be a good version. This is worth the money. I don't even understand how the company survives. Period. There, there's apparently a market for it. I mean, they they've kind of rebounded with the vinyl resurgence. You know, basically going back to two thousand one, two thousand two. So there, but I mean, this guy is this record store owner's video. I don't know if it's because of the scandal, but it had sixty thousand views, and and all these people commenting that are really into this stuff. You know, I mean, like a couple of people tried to like almost disparage him as just being some guy who didn't graduate high school, he grew up in foster homes. His apparently his wow father was murdered when he was eleven. His mom that's has relevant. Had, yeah, his mom has had drug and alcohol problems. And you Jesus. Know, but so hey, is crazy. All yeah. that, and he owns his own business. So yeah, good, good on him. Listen, there's this one uh, blog. If you ever want to get into the audio uh, rabbit hole, Steve Hoffman is this one blog that you will find all this stuff on. And I think that's where he was posted to begin with. That's where you go for like, hey, what speakers do I get, and what setup, and what's your what yeah. needle works. That's the that's the blog where I think this exploded on. And those people are. They don't fuck around. You better not. You better not say the wrong thing about whatever needle you're using because they'll call you and, and then they'll they'll dig up things in your past like they did this poor bastard. <laughs> what, a, what terrible people! What does any of that have to do with it? the guy? Just is trying to protect geeky vinyl well, we guys. We can bring them on the show and they can uh, they can tell us yeah. things they regret in life. <laughs> oh, that's true. Maybe they can. That'll be our new show since everybody is doing the uh, one, but. I like it. Uh, you know, I, I've told the story before, but you, you, when I bought my turntable, I went to a place here called uh, in the Twin Cities called the Needle Doctor, and they mm-hmm. had, you know, the, the one I bought, which was about three hundred dollars, but they had all these ones that were like five thousand dollars and yeah. up. And I told the the guy is like, yeah, this tone arm is seven grand, uh-huh. and I made him play a record for me because I had to hear. Yeah. So, and I'm like, how many of these do you sell? I didn't ask him this, but. I mean, can you really stay in business? I mean, because you have to have inventory, you know? <laughs> right. How many $7,000 tone arms do you keep on hand? Uh, just, but I did like a, a comment that I highlighted from this article that said uh, something that I think kind of sums up a lot of what, what, what you've expressed over the years. I know I feel the way. Uh, that analog has become kind of a hype word, and most people don't know how records are made. And that's fair. You know what I mean? I, I don't think most people need to know how records are made, but... Uh, it hey, this is 180 gram. Must be a good one. Yeah, um, that, that's another great one. Yeah, the the that probably helps with warpage long term, but doesn't actually have anything to do with sound quality. Um, maybe lays a little flatter on your t- turntable. I don't know. All Aussies are 150. I never understood that. It's just out of the just randomly, he's the 150 guy. Yeah, saves on shipping. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I didn't have much more on this. I know I saw um, a couple people shared on Facebook after you sent it to me a couple weeks later anyway that were like, hey, what's the big deal? But I'm like, hey, fraud is fucking fraud. I don't personally care, but I'm not. The, they're not selling to me. 
I'm not going to buy a record because it says One Step Mastering on the top. I'm going to listen to it and let my ears tell me how it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was pretty disappointed with the packaging on that uh, debut Skid Row record from Pop Market that, that you shared. But it was $14, free shipping, and it sounds great. So, fuck it. I don't. Why are you doing colored vinyl if you're not even giving, giving me artwork on a sleeve? But yeah. uh, I, I think this leads into us just being transparent about our own show. I mean, I, we've been talking about... I think we should just say it. I mean, you're not listening to a flack when you're when you're listening to our show. This is converted uh, through a process from a wave file to an MP3, uploaded to me. I degrade it more with whatever I do before I upload it to, to the site and everything. Yep. So just you're listening to just a straight um, uh, 192 uh, kilobyte MP3. Let me count so, the steps. So today, what we're yeah. doing right here, that's step mm-hmm. one. Right. Then right. you send it to me. That's step two. I import right. it. That's step three. Right. Depending on the music I ask uh, you to put, you take some low grade YouTube clips of <laughs> the music, but not from the original source. Um, yeah, that's step four. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not tracking down original source for this. Then uh, I, I, I bounce. Except for I five. Love Rich. That's that's right from the CD on, Master. Yeah, this, this, stop, stop going over. Then I bounce Sorry. step five. Mm-hmm. Then I. Uh, can, uh, then I level it. That's six. Then we convert to MP3. That's seven. Upload eight. You do something else. That's nine. We are a nine-step process. Nine-step process. Yeah. That's correct. But the good thing about you is you don't pay a goddamn thing. You get this entertainment for free, people. There so you, you can't. Yeah. There's no fraud. We're definitely not overcharging. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> guy from the band Maroon 5, a singer, and I think he's probably more known for being on the, the TV singing game show, uh, The Voice or The Talk or, I don't know, Masked Singer, something like that. Or those abs, those tattooed abs. Yeah, well, that's what he wants you to think. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, that's, uh, I go right for that. Yeah, okay, Damn. fair enough. Then then, then his propaganda is working on LC. Uh, anyway, he's been cheating on his wife, and some text got leaked out, I believe, by one of the uh, victims of his uh, <laughs> uh, crime. Uh, hmm. One of the girls he was cheating on with, I think she probably leaked him out. But anyway, it, part of the conversation that, that got the, the ears sprouting on metalheads around the world is that Adam Levine says no metal chick, no no hot chick listens to metal. Eh, look, man, oh, this guy's... Damn. 
I'm going to give myself a little credit here uh, because every time this guy's always rubbed me the wrong way. Very exactly the same thing with Tom Cruise. Well, was this? Yeah, you got to help me because I'm I'm ignorant on this one, like most things. The is that one of the texts that he that was revealed? Or yeah, the one that's going around as a joke where it's like, "Oh, your body is absurd! Holy fuck! Holy fucking fuck!" You know. It's just kind of creepy and gross, but he's creepy and gross, I think. You know, I think when he took his shirt off at the Super Bowl mm-hmm. halftime show, I was just like, it just reminded me why this guy's always kind of give me the, yeah, like, I was saying that, like, I've I've never been proven wrong when I had this kind of feeling about somebody. And, you know, I go back to Tom Cruise as one of them. Uh, your guy, Jason Sudeikis, man, same thing. And then he's out there fucking serving his ex-wife with papers while she's giving a speech at Comic-Con. Just a douchebag move. You know, and you know, he's sitting there going, she'll never see this coming, right, bro? Right, bro. So Adam Levine, yes, he's a fucking douchebag. He's been shitting on rock and metal basically since he stopped uh, allowing guitars to be part of his music. And uh, so I'm not surprised by this, but, you know, come on, man. You know, plenty of hot chicks in metal, right? Of course. Can't you see, can't you see the videos from back in the day? They all, they all like the music. Now the problem is, it's a, it is all those same girls though. There's no new ones. <laughs> <laughs> that is probably. Yeah, go to Rock Timber and tell there. me I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> go to M3. Uh, <laughs> I hear you. Hey, Doro yeah, I... still brings the heat. Uh, sure. Some guys Come are on. still find Lita Ford attractive. There's a lot of bands that have uh, attractive ladies that are in them too. Yeah. Come on, there's a lot of hot new new ones. I got to tell you, uh, if you want me to take this off the rails for a second again, mm. I want to give props to... You want to update to... your Aussie review? <laughs> no, yes, I have, I have another review. I've thought about it more. And I think the original <laughs> sequence of opening with patient number nine makes okay. makes more sense uh, and going into Immortal, even though it throws the story, kind of like the Elder, yeah, okay. right, going the yeah. right flow. But uh, it, it should. I wish there was some fanfare in the beginning of it, too. I think patient but, number uh, nine should open with the oath. Yeah, I think so. That would be a better album. What do you think? Okay. But no, I want to give some props to the hardest working man in fest journalism, and that is Toomey. Day one, the reason it reminded me of it is day one for the the Liar Than Life Fest looks to be a very uh, female-fronted, like, themed day. Like, if you look at the roster, and uh, which I thought was kind of cool. Um and and uh, I I to pretend I was at this because I was actually contemplating going at one point because it's somewhat nearer I could double it with visiting my parents and stuff like that in the area, uh, <clears throat> but my God he looks to that that VIP section looks like it's a pretty well set up area you know decent to do oh the, it was the, really in, cool I, yeah, I, right? I talked to him last night to confirm that it was what I was seeing it's nice and spacious got your own yeah. little outdoor furniture area yeah it was very nice that looked good the man did his twelve volt. Um, negative Earth reunion mm-hmm. and and uh, I guess I gotta tell you I love seeing podcasters just in general this is just my my thing of the man looks stage ready don't you think that Toomey's looking looking uh, like healthier and mm. stuff like that he joined a gym too that's what I'm saying like in general I love this 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 whole thing of <laughs> of of everybody just just being living your best life being in fests and everything like that I just like seeing that I mean sure I just want to give props out there man's on a, a proper uh, so to, platform. So to tie like this are. back in, you're saying Toomey is an example of a hot chicken metal. Yes, that, that's that's correct. He's, <laughs> he that, looks that's so what good, I'm saying. you'd fuck him. 
Uh, I, 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 you can dial that back a little bit. I'm just giving some some feedback and everything like that. But uh, uh, I don't know, man. No hot I, chicks I just think- metal. Look at my boy Toomey. Suck it, Adam Levine. Your band is garbage. How the fuck did they get the halftime show? Who? What was fucking Weird Al not available? Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's where you're going? You threw my man Weird Al under the bus? I'm throwing you him under the bus. motherfucker. God damn it. That's, this is the whole... I would rather see yeah. Weird Al than uh, Maroon 5. I don't see how that's a shot. Thank you. I, I Okay. All right. I see where you're going there. You're actually propping him up. Well, A little bit, but it was kind of a dig. <laughs> but that's it. I, I, again, I'm bouncing all over the place, but podcasting is a place where you can live your best life. Go back to bands you used to have. You can, you can, you can, you can talk about things. You can interview people that you, you love. So I, it's, as far as that goes... I, I couldn't be happier for everybody that's out there just doing it. Agreed, so. yeah. yeah and, and, and seeing Toomey get up there and, and, and just knowing that the, their band was reuniting, I got to tell you, it literally, a little, I say this in a good way, like a good jealousy, like I want to do it too. But I also, you know, then I, I'm like, well, then I got to talk to this guy and this guy and we got to pull all but this But don't you still have a good, like, like on that, I'll flip it to you. Do you ever think about like, like a, is there a spot that has, like he had like a connection to do a show? Mm-hmm. From old, is there a place around here if you say if you got the boys back together to do a Jesus Christ? There's definitely a couple places uh, that we could get in pretty quickly, uh, and it almost happened about this time last year. Hmm. Um, we were going to do I don't know maybe ten songs, and uh, we were going to be basically playing with another band, and their drummer was going to play with us, and so we were just okay. basically and it, it hit all the things that made it you know like you know palpable for me because you know getting up there playing and, and, and being on a stage and, and entertaining people it's, it's it's it really is a rush but all the other work you know I've done it enough that I don't necessarily need to haul amps anymore I don't want to I don't want to convince people they should actually practice and know these songs I, I'm just tired of that nonsense but we didn't have to do anything but show up with our guitars. Like so, it was like we we could use their their backline. Their drummer was going to play with us. Uh, so yeah, we had some local rehearsals that were, were were talked about. So what but, was I saying like you could do it in tribute to Duffy, and you could just have a good time with it. And that was right? that was the plan. Um, and look, something like that. I'm not saying never. It just seems less likely as as the years goes on. Shores is now. Uh, living, you know, hours away, and uh, although the, uh, Knuckles is still kind of local, so he could play bass. But now, what about if we did? You did the whole thing. Remember, I was talking about the traveling suns out, mics out mm. thing. You get out here, you get everybody out to Denver, and you play in my backyard. We get a noise noise permit. <laughs> right on. Right, get everybody out there to have a whole party. Come on, get arrested. Oh man, out there. haven't been to a good arresting in a long time. So. Exactly. Yeah. So. But yeah, the anyway. dining year thing, it is nice to see people out there kind of doing that stuff. It does kind of fire me up. Hey, you know what? I'm looking forward to doing this show with Gene in, in November. A couple of guys just having fun playing some some Kiss tunes on acoustics. So. There you go. Not quite there the same go. thing, but it's I'm still, you know, something I'm definitely looking forward to. In 2015, do you think that you would have been doing this assortment of activities around involving music at this point? No, I think I was starting to get pan- panicked. About how how I was going to replace being in a band. It had been such a big right. part of my life, and uh, if anything, I was nervous. Uh, but but I've I've kind of grown and learned to trust myself that I I for whatever reason without a lot of like uh, foresight I, I tend to to know how to kind of keep myself 
charged up and energized moving forward. So exactly, and and all you needed was the right sidekick. Exactly, yeah, sidekick. <laughs> you know what? That's, I'm I'm, I'm going to get a motorcycle with a sidecar just so I can drive around <laughs> with you. <laughs> you can come pick me up. Oh God. All right, this has been a lot of fun, but I got a shower before the Viking game here, so uh, let's get out of here. Yeah, man, is your Linus blanket? I gotta get rolling. Rock is not dead, but it is riddled with guilt. Maybe I didn't love you quite as often as I could have. Maybe I didn't treat you Quite as good as I should have If I made you feel second best I'm so sorry I was blind But you were always on I never told you And I'm so happy that you're mine Little things I should have said and done I just never took the time Rock's not dead, but... Uh, <laughs> it's riddled with guilt. <laughs> but it's real, I like that. It's riddled with guilt. <laughs> do you want me to do that or you? You can do that one. Okay. I fucking cracked too many veins today. I'll probably look back and this will be one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, exactly right. Talk about the chicken cube. It's great. I think uh, this is an engaging show. People are like, what the fuck are they going to talk about next? <laughs> oh, God. Good stuff all the way through, buddy. Uh, all right. And now, another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive. That doesn't sound good. Paper shredder's jammed, but I think I... fixed it. Oh, well, try shredding these $50 bills, then. Seems like it's working. Mm, better try another 400 bucks. Stop. Instead of using money, use regular paper. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.